I just remember that when I don't feel good, mm-hmm. I like to take a shower. I like to take a shower when I don't feel good. Okay. And I'll and I've been known to do the sit down, even mm-hmm. lay down. I, I feel like this is where this the what? Even lay down in the shower. How do you even have so then it's a shower tub? Gotta, it's like a it's a bathtub that also has a shower. No, you can also curl up into a ball like oh a my. dog might. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. You just curl up. You curl you can, around the edges so that you can lie down in the shower? I've done it before when I've been sick or super drunk in this case. I don't oh remember how big the shower was. God, you are a Here's, filthy oh, it's, animal. It's about to get worse. It's about to get worse. Put that coffee down. That's a clown question, bro. Another episode of Off Script with Lance Zerline. I'm Eric Layden, and we are back. It's been uh, it's been about three weeks since we recorded an episode. We need to take a little hiatus. Um, Lance had to deal with some uh, some some shoulder issues. It's um, been fun. Yeah, it sounds like it's been fun. It has. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean. But it's not as bad as you thought it was. I mean, at one point I called you and you sounded like you were on death's door. Um, well, they got me some medicine and it wasn't even opioids. It was um, uh, just a very strong um, steroid to reduce inflammation. And then, I don't know, some other medicine that's supposed to help the, the nerves in my shoulder. And I've gotten more movement in my shoulder. Um, the pain has subsided somewhat. It still gets... You know, it's still preventing me from getting the sleep I need to get, but uh, I don't have to have surgery. I was going to have to have it last Tuesday, and my doctor said, you can have it, but your shoulder's going to be just as stiff and just as sore, and it will take huh. you longer. to. It, it, it will actually, you'll be very displeased, and this, the, I, I got a good second opinion. Let me put it that way. So I'm working my way back with some... Uh, physical therapy. We'll see what happens, but it's amazing. You get some, you get some medicine and with some anti-inflammatories and all of a sudden your, your shoulder. We live in a pretty fantastic time when it comes to modern medicine. So yes, that is absolutely the case. Let me ask you a question. You and I have talked about this. I can't imagine ever wanting to go back in time to when there was no air conditioning, like the olden days when you dressed in wool um, suits or, you know, yeah, sure. Was it fine haberdashery? Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, did you have pocket watches? Yeah. Of course. Did you have Maybe wool even a hats? Yeah, a monocle, wool hats. Right. Did you look? Yeah, sure. You looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you lived like somewhere that was always about 68 degrees, be fantastic. What about when it was 90? How would yeah, that work? Not good. And don't forget that uh, during this time in which they just you know, bathed in their own sweat through four layers of wool. They also didn't have showers. That was like, you know, they were in tubs with like buckets and they just kind of would pour it over their head. And we all know the bathtub is a place of great moments of relaxation, but it's certainly not a place to clean yourself. No, Um, let's never confuse that. Yeah. My wife bathes and sometimes I'll, you know, I'm like, are you going to get in the shower? She's like, why in the world would I get in the shower? I just bathed. And I'm like, but you know, I mean, not that you're filthy, but you are just soaking in your own filth. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Showers. I mean, there's a, con- there's a constant stream of water. There's new, it's new and improved you. Well, and all the-, the, all the stuff that rolls off your body is, is going down the drain as opposed to just sitting around you in a bathtub. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm never I'm not a big bathtub guy. Um, I mean I've been known to 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 take a bath, but it's not my it's not my favorite thing in the world. I'm also not a I'm pretty quick. Like when I shower, I'm quick. I mean, first of all, I pay for it now, so I'm definitely quicker. But like wait, wait, I wait, wait, wait. a quick what shower. You, hold on, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you pay for it? Pay for a like, shower? I, mean, I I pay for my water bill. Right. Like when I was a kid, I didn't pay for the water bill. My dad paid for the water bill. So I might take a longer shower. Think about my water. I don't even think about my water bill whenever I take a shower. Is it like well, a substantial difference there in LA? White privilege. 
I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, so. Some of us have to, you know, it's been a lean year and we're thinking about it when we get in the shower. How fast are your showers? Oh, I, I'd say my average shower is under five minutes. I'd say probably yeah. anywhere around three to four minutes. I'm typically about six. I, I'm not a mess around. I mean, every once in a while, I'll, in the morning, if I'm trying to wake up a little bit, I'll, I'll do that, which really it's it's nothing more than trying to get more sleep. I've been known to to sit down, as the kids say now, crisscross applesauce. On the bottom uh, of the shower? Yeah, and just try oh, to rest. Oh, God what, almighty. The- that is disgusting. You what? sit just like. You sit Indian style, or sorry, crisscross on the on just the floor of the shower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's uh, the problem? There's a. Con- I thought we just talked about this. Isn't a bathtub? It's a I, constant yeah, flow of water you're just and sitting on that like cold tile floor with like what? Like your ass it's not cheeks. A bathtub? No, no. It's not a bathtub. You, then you probably do what my seven year old does and grabs a wash rag on your way in, not for washing yourself but for closing the drain. So it kind of builds up around his feet. <laughs> no, I don't do that. That's dangerous. That, that can I cause an overflow. Are. I bet you might now. I can just sit, sit on it if I want to, if I want to get the buildup, by the that way, that so reminds weird. me. That, that is reminds a weird me. thing, by the way. And by the way, why don't you build a, like a, I mean, I'm just, why don't you at least, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy you one of those little geriatric stools. I don't want to sit on a, no, I do have one of those. No, I do have one of those seating areas in the, which I thought was the most amazing thing ever. And Chris Solis built it for me, my, you know, one of my best friends. Yeah. And he does remodeling and he built that, you know, the of little course. area where you can sit. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that's a known that? thing. Yeah. That's a known thing. I don't yeah. want a geriatric stool to sit on. And here's well, something else. But wait, if you have the, the built in area to sit, why do you sit on the floor? I just like the way the water hits over the top of me. So raise the shower knob. Yeah, but then you're getting hit right in the face of the chest. It's it's not perfect. It's it's an imperfect thing. I, I do no, it. No, it's clearly not. Does Nicole ever walk in and see you just sitting down? Oh yeah, like she's a sad boy on the floor of the shower. <laughs> yes, when I've been sick. With your um, tummy just kind of like flowing over. Oh yeah, when and, I've been sick, absolutely. Like oh, mom, you are mom. by the way. Yeah, you are one of those sick people, and I know this now. From I called you the other day at like one in the afternoon, and and this is what I got. Hello, and I was yeah, like, I was hey, a, I was hey, in bed. Dude, are, you, are you okay? Oh, it's just like really bad, dude. It's just like really bad. Yeah. Well, like what's so bad, dude? I was just like, bro, I just, yeah. I was like, all right, man. Well, listen. I was being um, honest. With if you, you can make it, if you can make it through the week, let's uh, let's touch base uh, next week. But you are one of those, like, when you get sick, it's just like, woe is me. I'm not getting out of bed. Feel sorry. Operation shutdown. Yeah, just operation shutdown. And I bet Nicole's eyes roll so far back in her head because she's had kids and gone through way more pain. You know what she hasn't done? Fallen off of of a ladder and separated her shoulder. No, because she's a a hiker with better core, core balance. She wouldn't fall. Uh, I mean, I would. I've seen your wife. I'm a she hiker would not too. Fall off the ladder. I'm a hiker too. And you know what's killing her right now? As she listens to this, when she's running around Memorial Park, because that's when she listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. What's killing her is that I have not yet mentioned the fact that she also goes from the bathtub to the shower. That's her move. When she takes baths. See, Nicole and I are a bit of a kindred spirits. Like I'm starting to realize that maybe Nicole and I should have a podcast because that's something that if if on the off days that I would ever take a bath, um, I would then get in the shower. See, I now now know you're a bath guy and I'm I'm not. So as you're doing your woe is me. I'm not a bath guy. No, you are. You said- Every once in a while, you've been known to, you know, take the Yeah, the I mean, bath. I would say I could probably count. I, I, I would say the number of baths I've taken in the 42 years of my life is. 100. Oh, under 50, under 40. Yeah, should be under five. Oh, get out of here. It should be under five. Oh, Anytime over the age of 10, it should be. And, and half of those should be at your grandma's place. It should not be at your own house. Well, I can tell them you, your 20s weren't as fun as mine. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Well, let me just tell you what happened to me. Speaking of showers, I got 
completely shit faced going out. Um, I was probably we've about heard, 29. We've read this book. Yeah, about, I was probably 29 years old. Completely shit faced. I didn't fall down. I didn't hurt anything. Uh, but I was really shitty. Okay. I get back and I remember at the time, um, I was not, I was not married to Nicole. So I was, I was staying over at my friend Chris's house. It was actually his parents' house. We were staying at his parents' house because they were gone. They were out of town. We're like, let's go, let's just go back here. We have the guy who room. built you the stool in your shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we figured, okay, because our plan was Saturday night, you know, Friday night we go out Saturday, we want to watch football, we'll gamble on football, whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as a Friday night unfolded, and, and I remember um, somehow he knew the bartender, so we were in good with the bartender, which is good usually. But sometimes not so good. But sometimes not so good because they're trying to hook you up. Well, I kept getting free drinks. I, I mm-hmm. guess, I think, I don't know. And I just remember we were doing shots, drinks, drinks, drinks. And before you know it, I don't know, somehow we got out of there. That's all blur. I just remember that when I don't feel good, I mm-hmm. like to take a shower. I like to take a shower when I don't feel good. Okay. And, I'll, and I've been known to do the sit down, even lay down mm-hmm. in the I shower. Like this I is where this, the what? Even lay down in the shower. How do you even have so then it's a shower tub? Kinda, it's like a it's a bathtub that also has a shower. No, you can also curl up into a ball like a dog. Oh pool. my yeah. Are you yeah, serious? Listen. Yeah, yeah. You just curl up. You curl you can, around the edges so that you can lie down in the shower? I've done it before when I've been sick or super drunk in this case. I don't remember how oh big the shower was. God, you Here's, are oh, it's, it's about to get worse. It's about to get worse. I just remember laying down in the shower. The door was locked and I'm taking a shower. I'm super drunk. I fall asleep, I guess. Pass out slash fall asleep. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just hear, hey, the water's coming out. So I'm laying it out. I'm laying on the drain. Because your fat ass laid <laughs> on the drain of no, the shower. Super, they don't account for that. I was super skinny. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at that no, time. No, it doesn't matter because up. you're not supposed to lay on yeah, the ground. Yeah, I know that. I'm passed out, dummy. I'm passed out. I didn't make a conscious choice to lay on it. I'm but completely you passed out. No, I don't. Never. I never lay on it consciously. That's your kids oh. that create a little self-made bath um, in the shower. I just know that I had to catch my snap, get up enough to, well, I turned off the water. Water had gotten all over his parents' floor, had gone out, soaked the rug, the the, the rug out in the living room. Yeah, of course. That had to be dried out. I mean, just a mess. Yeah. And since that time, I've been really shitty three other times. Since that time, three other times. Max. And that was, I like that. That was the, that was the straw that broke the camel's back that you, well, I was still three more strong coming to uh, at, at length, curling up like a boa constrictor on the bottom <laughs> of Chris Solis's parents. And one other time where I ended up out their house. Yeah. I was, I laid down in a shower in Austin in a hotel one time. I love that. That's like your thing. I don't know why I mean, it is. Most, most people put their friends in showers when they're wasted yeah. to like try to wake them up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you just do it for yourself. You're just like, well, I got this. You I guys don't, don't even have to do this. I got I this. don't do it often. This I got is, this. Like I Let said. Let me lay I, down face first on the bottom of this cold tile shower. If it lines up properly, the drain will be in the right spot. Kind yeah. of build up a little bit of, build up a little bit of a tub. That was only one time that that happened. That was, God. now I did pass out in a shower tub, like a bathtub with a shower. That happened. You're in a, no, that was one other time. That was 13 years ago. That was 13 years ago. When I met my wife almost 19 years ago, I got shit-faced at my birthday then. Um, And then I'm literally – and then one other time at the listener party, um, this was probably about 13 years ago also. Everyone was buying me bull blasters. Uh, All the listeners, I had just migrated from one station over to the other. It was a big party. Yeah, and you can't say no. No, I had to keep doing no. bull blaster shots. Yeah, then I no, ended up eating water burger laying on the ground of my own outdoor I patio. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. And then that was the last 
that Whataburger time 13 years ago was the last time I was really, well, that's really shit faced. Yet, dude, most people find those times earlier in their life, not when their kids are inside and they're trying to hide from them while they eat Whataburger and dip French fries, you know, into their little ketchup filled belly button. I did. Um, wasted in their backyard. I didn't eat French fries, but I did. Everything else you've said up to that point is true. When's the last time that you were wasted? Oh, Beside when you overdosed an entire Christmas party, which we found <laughs> that out on the last the last time that I was in a state that was not, you know, buzzed. Uh, not, never sober. when you guys were shooting, you've never been on the set of a shoot where you guys had some time off, kind of like football. You know, you win and they say, okay, oh, Monday, sure. Tuesday, you're off. And then you go, for sure, go out. Yeah. But, but I, but never to a place where I've come home. All of the things you just described is when you wake up and you start to question your life. And yeah, start oh, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's been, oh, it's been. It's been a minute since those ha- that I've happened. I've had I've had like five to six you know? of those max in my life. I don't do well, it. You all. just told us three of them. I have, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm honest, you're not right. Honest. You're honest. You're well, being- now I know why you were looking for antidepressants last year. <laughs> you're <laughs> being you're dishonest. starting to reevaluate. You're being dishonest right now. Oh no, I have had those moments in my life. Well, there is no go. doubt. I'm just saying I have. I can It hasn't been recently. It hasn't been recent. I haven't I've had one woken recently. Up I've I definitely woken up and years. felt like, oh man, that is that is a headache. I, that you had one before like I have. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. you overdosed a Christmas party. That's that's true. Yeah, that's I have true. not had one since. I have not had one for a long time. I mean, I've gotten that's buzz, true. but not like, you know, not where I just. I don't like losing control. I'll tell I you really what don't. made me, uh, made me want to drink myself to death is watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix the other night. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, I pretty much just want to be, it's just like, I watched that show. And the funny thing is, is the first part of it are all kind of things you know. They're all things you know. It's, It's not that you don't know that these companies are doing it, yet we still continue to, you know, use our devices the way that they want us to use our devices. Right. Um, but the second, like at that last hour of the show where that's when it gets scary, when they start talking about how these uh, corporations are just able to divide, divide us and, you know, do at, basically at will like stir unrest. And that's what's crazy. Well, they could destabilize. Well, social media has the ability when they talked about Myanmar, that all oh, of democracy- my God. That's what I'm talking about. They were that's completely- de- They destabilized an entire country in six yes. months. Yeah, well, the democracy of a country. Yeah. Oh, it's going to take has- longer than six months, but it's they're on the way there. Oh, yeah. Our country is, is being destabilized right now as we speak. There's no question right. about it. And it seems like, you know what is disappointing to me? I recognize it. I think smart people do. I can go down a list. I can go down a list of- um, uh, like um, go down a list of a thread, trending topics on Twitter, right? That's where mm-hmm. a lot of people like to say the most, that's where a lot of the divisiveness can be with trending topics because people use this as a weapon. Uh, cancel, you know, when it, the cancel sure. culture, we use it all the time. So if you, if you go down and you go look down the thread and you kind of study it and you go look at the people's, you go look at their bios, do you know how frequently you'll see joined in September, 2020? Right. Two followers. Like this is an intentional troll farm move. Right. And you go find how many people. So it's being amplified intentionally. And I've I've listened and I don't think that people are lying to us. I don't believe the the FBI is lying to us. I believe they're telling the truth when they say there's been fake Black Lives Matter or far left and far right movements that have been fake on social media that have been created because you know why? Because the Russians or whoever else know that we're fucking stupid as a people. They know that we're stupid. They know people will buy into it. And you know, it's our parents' generation, I think, which are most gullible because they want to, you know, they, they are, they tend to be more believing of things. And so when they they also don't understand the idea, I think the generation above, well, you're above me, but the generation above you, um, my parents are boomers. (laughs) <laughs> they, I'm just fucking with you. They, I'm Gen that, X. We're the smart ones. Yeah, yeah. 
You're Gen um, X too. I'm Gen X. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're both Gen yeah. X. Um, the generation above us, though, also beyond beyond, I think, belie- having more of a sense of belief in our our you know uh, humanity. I also think that because technology and the exponential growth of technology happened later in their lives, they don't uh, understand the idea of like fake news or fake bots, you know, like they'll get an email and they're like, Oh, this is like, I got an email from someone and, and it was, you know, said that, you know, the email was just, it was obviously like way, way, way far left leaning. And, um, I, it took me a minute. I was like, this couldn't have happened. And we can smell a rat. We can smell it. I I did a little digging. It was a fake article written by like, uh, that had been drug up from like four years ago that was written by somebody who's, you know, literally a guy in a basement. And I just don't, you know, they come up a generation of like, I get the newspaper and I read the newspaper and there's journalistic integrity and that's what I read. And that's right. And certainly there's different opinions, but Right. Um, the idea of there being like bot farms, like setting up like full troll factories, that's beyond comprehension. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they can't wrap their mind around that. And and so I think that's probably one of the issues there. And, and the other thing is that I just I think what scared me so much is they continually pound you on social media with what you want to hear. And they know you're watching, whether it's on your phone or on Fox News or CNN or whichever platform you decide to listen to your news on, you're watching, you're only seeing people and ideas and videos that agree with you mm-hmm. and that, that justify your point of view or and justify it or continue to stoke the fire in the other direction. Or what the other thing they said was they can actually program you. That mm-hmm. they can actually program you based on what they're showing you. Because, of course, if you see – I made my son get off social media um, around the time of all the the big riots in, in Minnesota and things like that because he was super stressed and tense about things, things that he was seeing. And I'm not saying that the videos you see are the videos you see. I mean, it's really happening, whatever yeah. you see. Sometimes you got to know context because people will try to take something out of context or something that happened in 2018 and act like it's just happening. but if you if they see that you look at a video, what blew me away is they know exactly how much time you are looking at this video, and, and the more time that you spend on that video, the more likely of course. the machine is, the algorithm is to show you another one. So of course it begins to it begins to push you further and further and further in that direction. And I told them just get off because you're going to be you're going to be driven crazy. And I know that for you who've gotten off Twitter and, and trust me, when, when my career is done, I won't be on Twitter anymore. It had to be a bit of a, although let's be honest, they talk about Facebook, which we know Facebook is, is just as bad as Twitter, but they even talk about Instagram. I mean, there's some of this on Instagram. It's not to the same degree, but all of the social media yeah. has, has algorithms that are designed to be predictive in nature based on what you tell it. But then also advertisers can also help to, you know, if you want to be advertised to, they can help. Kind Not if you want to. No, no, no. Not if you want to be advertised to. You will be advertised What if they said, what about when they said this, when something is free, you are the product. Nothing is ever for free. It's it's really scary. And we're the product. Our data- Our opinion, our data, and our purchasing power are the product of social media. They're trying to buy it from us. That's right. Let me ask you this. After you watched the documentary, did anything change? Did you do anything different? Okay, so I just finished it last night. I started it earlier. We are watching with our kids this week. So here's what's going to change. We are watching, me and my wife and all of our kids, from 9 to the 16-year-old, they're all going to watch. And yeah. that's the first thing is that they need to see and understand because it's like they said at the end of it. If you're born into it and you don't know any different than social media, we're of that's an right. age, Eric, because, you know, because we're Gen X, we actually um, lived at a time before the internet. Like we, 
we knew what life was like before. That's right. And they do not. No, they do not. So we knew that you could have fun before then. We knew that you had to, for example, in my business, my son said, what did you do when you didn't have computer for sports? I said, I read, I read newspapers. I read magazines. The first thing I did is go outside and and go get the paper. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Exactly. And you were hungry for it because there was a lack of supply, relatively speaking, your demand side thrown in your face all day long. Absolutely. Your demand side was so much higher. So, um, the first thing that you have to realize is that we, our group, we lived before the internet. We lived after the internet. We had the internet right in the heart of our lives to where, as we were developing as, as adults and young adults, we are using it. It was a much more fun time at the beginning, much more curious things like that. It's still a lot of great things about internet. Social media was fun until they, they point to 2011 as when social media began to really um, turn. And that sounds about right. But if you're born into it and you don't know any better, then how can you unplug from the matrix? That, that was the exact wording of one of the guys on this documentary. And I thought, fuck, so what I need to do is I need to make sure my kids, and I think I've done a pretty good job of this so far, but this documentary where people who have built these social machines, where they understand they don't give it to their, their kids. No, they, they don't even give it to their kids. They're like, no, we don't give it to our kids. Does your, does your nine-year-old have a phone? No. Does your 11-year-old have a phone? Snacks is 12 now. No. Okay. So when does the 14, phone- no. 16 right. has one. We, okay. So we've been very good. Age. Yeah. We've been very good about screen time, but I tell you where it's okay. falling apart, the pandemic. And we've That's just hard, kind man. of given in to letting them do that and pacify right. them during this time. And we've seen bad habits as a result. But that's because question. it's pacifying you. Uh, right. Uh, like it's so to, interesting to because, because so often we, I think we do that and, and uh, we are, Katie and I are equally at fault. Um, in the sense that like screen time has certainly gone up over this time, but a lot of that too is for us. Like if I, if I've got something to work on and Katie's got something to work on and the kids are going mad, then all of a sudden, you know, all right, we'll let you guys watch some TV, which is such like a shitty thing to do because yeah, really, you know, we should, when we do, like we took TV away for a long time during the pandemic. Cause they were just being real. Yeah. You idiots. told me that. Yeah. And, and, and it was amazing to watch that. Like they threw the fit the first day and you know, they're so hard headed. They threw a fit for, you know, an hour, but we just ignored it. And the next thing you know, they're in their room, they're playing with toys, they're doing their own thing. And over the course of that week, they did awesome. And they had a blast playing with all the things that were, you know, afforded to them, toys, making up games, building tents, doing the things that kids, my kids, certainly, you've got older kids, but my kids should be doing that. No, my my kids to this day do all that stuff. They play outside, they do. And I've been very happy they've been outside. Uh, my wife had a very strict rule when we were young, no no screen time at all. Like she wouldn't even let my son, Alec, who's 16 now, he didn't even look at a TV until he was three, maybe. She would yeah. shield. Oh, she didn't yeah. want him. We've never been one to give our kids uh, iPads or phones in a grocery restaurant. store. We've never been a, yeah. never, never in a restaurant. Yeah, that's good. We never pacified our kids that way. Yeah. It's only been, it only started a couple of years ago on long trips, on longer trips. Of course. We do that. And you're right. It's partially planes. for us. There's planes. No everything's off limits. Oh yeah. Planes. Planes. Everything off yeah. Planes. Planes. Everything was off limits. Is your 16 year old on social media? I know. So he's on Instagram and he looks at um, a lot of basketball accounts. He's a big sports argument guy. Imagine right. that. Right. Um, so that's what he does, but we'll check it. No Facebook, no Twitter. I yeah. don't mind the Instagram stuff as much. I'd right. rather my kids, I'd rather none of my kids get on Twitter, if I'm being honest with you. But why, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess at one point they're going to go off and do their own things. So, yeah. um, you know, that's that. But I, but I do think that that's, I think that's good. I know I'm, I'm terrified with my kids. Although, and I think we've talked about this a little bit. Katie's under, Katie believes that because our kids, at, at grew up around it at such a young age, certainly with people all on their phones, that they're going to, it's going to be like almost not, it's going to be not cool. Like, the, you know, and I don't know if that's true or not. I hope but so. But the idea of like putting photos of yourself online or whatever is going to be almost, it's going to be like not cool. You Dude, know, because I, I hope, everybody does it so much that it's yeah, the, the novelty of like not doing it is actually going to be the, the way to go. And I, and I hope that's the case. Gosh, I hope. 
that would be great if we saw. I always, I always try to be hopeful about. Um, you know, they say, well, every generation preceding the the previous generation rebels against whatever that generation mm-hmm. did. And so I've yeah, always I thought, hope that's the case. I've always thought, oh, the Zoomers, the Gen Z, they're going to go opposite of millennials. But if you think about this, Gen Z is like 24 and under. They're doing the same shit. I mean, yeah. they're doing the same sh- the same. But that's how powerful these things are. Yeah, they're not going to just unplug themselves. So the only way that I think I have a chance with my kids is to make sure they know what they're up against. And so we're going to watch this documentary and I want to educate them before they get into it. And we're going to continue to do what we can do, which we limit. There's no reason for my 14 year old to have a phone. There's no reason. There's not, but don't you think a lot of it too, you know, actions speak louder than words. Like Katie and I have really made a conscious effort to try to put our phones and computers away. So, you know, we're paying attention to them. You know, so when the workday is done, you know, I, after I watched it, I turned all my notifications off. All the yeah, notifications that's what they said, on my phone yeah. from top to bottom. Now, I've never had notifications for social media. The only notifications I have on my phone are Amex. So in case like Katie goes like on a spinning spree, Katie goes on a spinning spree. Yeah. Um, I've got Amex on there and I've got my phone ringer, obviously, if it rings. Um, and then there was my alarm company, uh, that notification. Those three are the only ones I have now on my phone. Every other notification, no notification. So you've done already a bit of a cleansing because the news cycle is making me so upset because headline writers are being so salacious now because they're trying to get clicks. And my wife said, you really just need to turn off your notifications. And I, and I really, I really do. I really need to turn off news notifications right now. I'll do it right now. You just, you talk while I take this off. Turn your notifications off. See if you can do it for a week. Oh, that's easy, I think. Yeah. And, and, you know, outside of the most, like your alarm company or something like that, where it's for safety reasons. Um, And other than that, I, I, I took it off and I, I really, you know, because what, what it is, is for me, when I'm sitting there with my kids, we're, we're playing, we're doing something, we're talking and all of a sudden the ding, text. I mean, it's just, it's, it's subconscious. I grab my phone to see you text me and it's uh, maybe it's, you know, it's you and you're like, Hey, uh, what's the name of that restaurant in LA we went to? I have, I don't need to get you that information. Well, right now. well yeah. You know what I mean? I need it. Find, I would and now all of a sudden you. I give you, right. Yeah. I give you that information, for example. And, and then you write back. Like, oh, cool. No, you write back like, Oh, what did we get? Cause I'm trying to send it to a friend. Da, da, da. Okay. I got this. And now all of a sudden I'm on my phone talking to you. And Great. my kids are like, hey, fuck you, dude. We were just playing. And I will tell you the other day, my phone rang and Max turned to me. He goes, don't get it. It's just Lance. That's, you know what? If Without it was me, your name there was the screen, something important. There was something important that I was going to potentially tell you. If I it, call, uh, it's super important. A, if I text, it's super important. I'm, Leave me I'm on this new, this new, this new. Uh, this no, new keep your ringer on for text messages. Okay. I'll put I just you turned off news. I just turned off news notifications. Just they turned it off. All of them. Yeah, but I need text messages. Okay. It could be my boss. Okay. Text. It could be, yeah, okay. it could be, but I don't really have, I don't, I definitely don't do social media. I don't have any right. social media. Right. Um, I don't have like an ESPN. I really don't have any other, I don't have any, I don't think I have any other notifications that come through. That's good. But I'm keeping That's my good. I'm keeping my text message on. But you know, I do want to unplug because I was happier when I was yes. unplugged early. I I remember getting upset because at one point, probably around 2010, 11, maybe about 2011, I started recognizing other people in my space of what I was doing that were like I knew I should be in their place. They were doing things that I there was a bigger world that was open up to me. And in some ways it helped, you know, it probably helped me move up because more people were aware of my work that I was doing on the football side. But at the same time, I know for a lot of people, myself have been included, you see this whole big world and you start to feel like you're disconnected from it. You start to feel like you're missing out on stuff. And that whole FOMO thing, fear of missing out, it's been around forever. We wanted to be at parties before the internet. There's a party you didn't get to go to it. But now it's always in your face, with, especially right. with Instagram. Instagram is the one that will 
make you feel shitty about, wow, my wife and I talked about this. Wow, look at the perfect life that that couple has. Of course, of course. Look at them traveling all over the place. If they're taking pictures at a party and like that's most likely they're at their party just sitting like this, taking selfies of themselves. Yeah. How fun can the party be? How fun can the party possibly be if you just spent like 10 minutes trying to find the perfect selfie and post it on Instagram and then over the course of the party, continue to check how many likes you got. Exactly. And you know what? Here's what I would do to eliminate. Here's my plan to tighten things up and make social media. I I believe that we could, I think, make society better with some small plans on social media. First, eliminate trending topics. Eliminate the ability of people to use that as a bully topic as because that's where a lot of the trolls do their work. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, eliminate the like eliminate the count for like and retweet. Do away with like and retweet counts at all. You can like stuff and you can retweet stuff maybe or, um, but. Well, then what's the point of liking it or retweeting it? Okay. Retweet because you share information, you share information, but But there's not going to be a number there. There's not going to be a number. No. So only Twitter will know if it's been retweeted how many times. Right. But But nobody else will know. Yeah. You don't know. Well, then where's your, where's your benefit? Because they even tell you, that's that is in, that's incentive, right? Right. It's incentive for you. It's an emotional incentive where you you right. want to click and see how many likes. What about you comments? Have. I think comments you keep. What if we did this, Eric? What if you made Twitter a pay a pay per product, and you said, okay, it's five dollars a month for your account, and if you want to have multiple accounts, it's five dollars for multiple accounts. You can't then you can't just create your troll account and keep it rolling. It's going to cost you $5 for every troll account that you want to per month for every account that you want to have. Who gets that money? Twitter? Twitter. And they're not allowed to take advertising anymore. Oh, and it's just that. Okay. Facebook Um, too. So you eliminate advertising revenue? Yeah. I mean, they would never do that because it'll never match the amount of revenue that they make for ad. And it won't be as powerful of a tool that they can turn around and sell to advertising. Do you know how many millions of people? Let's just say 20 million. So you think all those people in Miramar are going to pay five bucks a month? No, they're out. Too bad. Guess what? They stopped democracy. Yeah. Guess what? I just did save democracy. But my point is a lot of those people are out. So there's no, that, that model would not work for those companies. They wouldn't want. Yeah. You know what what model it would work for? Like why, why, why have comments? Because Because it's not as if it's it's a, like, it's a platform for, for good discourse. Oh, no, I mean, it can't be a worse platform for discourse. Twitter? No, Twitter can absolutely be. No, it I've, I've been involved. Yeah, absolutely. It depends on who you have. I have, but see, I have, I have a relationship with people on Twitter because I've been doing it for. I've been on Twitter for over thirteen years, and I have a daily radio show. So I have people that I go back and forth with on a regular basis. Sometimes my draft stuff will lead to discussions. Yeah, there's people who talk shitty, but I, I would say that would be hyperbole to act like that's everybody. It's not for me. Now, for other people, for entertainment-based people who are putting their message out there and then people who don't know them come and flock, yeah, I would imagine it would be a much different look. But for a lot of us who use it on a fairly regular basis, um, it can be. I can have text and stuff. But the people stuff. that follow you only follow you based because they want, they like you, or they want to hear what you have to say, or right. they don't like you and they want to troll you. Well, so my discussions. So how is that? I mean, but so that's just that's not a place where you're going to ever have. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess in terms of like, yes, your draft stuff. You're right. Texans, you're right. Rockets, that's, that's Astros. Right. Sure. Yeah, for sure. But. To think that you're ever going to be able to change people's minds on a platform like Twitter, I just, I don't buy it, you know, because you're only following people who most likely are like-minded or people are opposite-minded and you're trying to stir the pot. I don't follow political people. I get it enough. I I don't even follow athletes. Yeah, You don't. Well, my, well, but I'm aware of what's going on. I'm not a fucking idiot like so many people out there. I understand that, but- that's not the the masses, right? No, no. I think Twitter is substantial. If, if 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 the masses were, uh, you know, as savvy as like say you and I, and I certainly still fall prone to being addicted to my phone 
for oh, sure. Oh, everybody can, yeah. Um, but if if they were as savvy as the average, if the average person on on these mediums were as savvy as we are, then we wouldn't be in the position we're, we're in right now. How about we do this? Let's do this for everybody listening. For everybody listening to this, no social media for the whole week until we meet up next week. Yeah. No Twitter for me, no Instagram, no Facebook. I'm not real big in Facebook at all. Instagram, I just check to check. Twitter, I use for the radio show, but I don't have to See, have. It's funny, you use Instagram to check things. And I never really, I mean, very rarely am I, am I looking at content on Instagram. I'm more just busy putting posing. it out. You're busy posing in your hat and your fucking but ukulele. It's just, it's strictly like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'd rather be. Business. And by the way, like, yeah, it's more about just putting things out there if you want. Yeah, right stuff. Great if you don't, don't. Yeah, exactly. Right stuff stuff was out there. Hey, dude, right stuff starts in two weeks. I got it. That's the, if, they, if there's ever a reason to be on this stupid platform, it's to promote my show, which yeah. starts October 9th on Disney Plus, the right stuff. Make sure you get Disney Plus. When you said stupid show. Stupid platform. You didn't mean this podcast. You meant no, social media. I mean okay. social media. But the point is, is like, you know, and by the way, even with the show coming out as soon as it is, I'm still not very, I think I've posted something once in the last two weeks. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, whatever social media is. You, but you kind of cleanse yourself. To watch. It's just scary. I cleanse myself from it. It's just scary to watch that documentary and see what's happening to our country and to see that it's being driven by a pretty small number of corporations and, uh, and through these few platforms like social media and, and obviously the media, obviously the news and don't give me anything about fucking Fox news being bad and CNN being good or CNN being bad and Fox news being good. They're all pieces of shit. They all have their agenda. They're all sending you in the direction that you want to be sent. Otherwise, you wouldn't be watching them. And they are fueling the, the work. Period. I'm, end of discussion. I refuse to have any sort of like normal debate with anybody about any of it. I know. When they start going to the, no, 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 wait, wait. But the other side, listen, it's all right now based on the more advertising they get. This is all the model. Right. It's with radio. It's with, it's with digital media. The more salacious. And the more, that's why you're not going to see platform-based, political platform-based shows, because that bores people. And you're not going to see news that is just uh, without an opinion-based slant, because opinion-based slants they found have drawn people's attention more because it's emotion-based. And so now that they figured out, the algorithm's not just on social media. The algorithm is people's own mind. They recognize, oh, look, our ratings have gone up. CNN used to be more business, used to be kind of a, just a news organization. So where do you get your news now though? That's so hard. Like it's, where it's do you go get your news? It's incredibly hard. You can't go to the New York times. I have to, I you have can't to go to Fox. Look, you can go you where, can't, I mean, like, where do you go? Yeah. You can go wherever you want. You can go to any of those places. You just have to be able to recognize what the information is inside the article and then where that separates from the opinion. Like you I mean, can go true. find information. You, actually, in fact. What you should be doing is going to both so that you can, Try to but here's the thing, Eric. Decipher what shows up on know, CNN for their side is not going to show up show. on Fox for their side. What shows up on Fox will never. CNN show. would not so show for their. So maybe you got to watch. You got to watch both, which I tend to do to kind of look at all these different you know outlets just to get a. I just know that I already know how the game is played, and it's based on. And I feel bad for the editors. Like I feel bad for editors because newspapers found out the hard way. That now with new media and now with social media and now with the digital age and everything now, 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 they have so much competition. They have to start creating headlines that are enough to pull you in. So headline writers, because their job's on the line now. So headline writers and editors now, sometimes it's not that they're evil people with, you know, that's part of this evil machine, they're trying to keep their jobs and their job is to get as many viewers as possible, as many readers as possible, because that's the advertising model. And if you don't have advertising, which used to be a given, if you needed your message disseminated, you went to the newspaper, you paid advertising and everyone was good. And you didn't have to worry about making people happy or not happy by just putting news. Now 
you've got to get people watching what you have or reading what you have because you have to have that revenue to pay everyone's salaries. And so the pressure becomes, how do we get clicks? How do we get more clicks? And the answer is salaciousness. If it, It's the yeah, old thing. If it bleeds, it leads. It's that whole yeah. ideology. Yeah. It's frustrating I, because I don't know how it changes other than you just have to unplug from it. That's all I know. How, what should we, let's, let's <clears throat> what are we going to headline this podcast with? What's our, if it bleeds, it leads clickbait for this podcast. What's the description of this episode? Well, I think. Lance flooded shower with fat, fat belly by vomiting, <laughs> by swallowing his own vomit. Way, that's way, way too much. Too I, much. No, there is no such thing as too much. Oh, that's true. Well, then we have to scare people. So. Right, right. It has to be more like, um. Uh, what's the phrase existential threat? Yeah. We, we have to use the phrase existential threat. I don't know if we can get threat. existential threat just out of our, our off-screen podcast, but let's try. We could. Well, we don't, it doesn't matter if it's there or not. We can overstate it. Right. Right. But no, no, no. This podcast is. Eric and Lance discuss an existential threat. Um, Eric and Lance. Eric and Lance find solution to crumbling democracy in the United States. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it. Lance floods family. <laughs> it's not, it's not fully accurate, but I did flood someone's house. Yeah. And there could have been people in there. Lance. Damages attempted att- attempted murder charges on land. See, I just don't think that for flooding for flooding <laughs> for flooding family and home. I like that. That's nice. Why Eric is afraid of his past, like something like that. Like Eric won't share his enough. past. Um, Eric. <laughs> rumors true. Eric Layden. <laughs> Eric Layden murdered Rosie Larson, and why he won't confront his past. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. But it makes sense for people who, you know, watch the show. You can't. Speaking of, by the way, I uh, big, big day uh, because not today, but but uh, I should say big week because I am finally going back to work in 2020. What? Um, Yes. Yes. I will be walking on a set for the first time in 2020 uh, post pandemic. Well, are we still in the pandemic? I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. During pandemic. Post beginning of COVID. Right. Yeah. Post quarantine. Uh, Scott, Scott Anderson is coming back. Wow. The glasses are Shifty coming out. Shifty LA story. Times reporter from, uh, from Bosch. That's right. My weasel, smarmy uh, Scott Anderson is coming back. Do you know I have uh, a, uh, um, a Marlo Stanfield shirt from The Wire for uh, your guy, Jamie Hector? For Hector? Okay. Yeah, he's... Uh, he plays the character. He's Bosch's partner. I can't remember That's his right. name. Jay Edgar. Yeah, Jay Edgar. Dress is yep. great. Yeah, he's great clothes on that show. Great clothes. Well, I, I stir the pot immediately in this first episode. Uh, I'm going to be in episode one and episode five and episode 10. Oh, more uh, than last season. The premiere, the premiere, the middle and the finale. And I immediately stir the pot with some uh, racially insensitive terms at a press conference. Well, you told uh, us a couple- Chief Irving. Now, you told us uh, with Hassie Harrison that at one point you were a racist cowboy. That was how you were portrayed, right? Um, I wasn't a racist cowboy. I've never played a cowboy. I did play a racially insensitive uh, recon marine. Okay. Racially insensitive recon marine, racially insensitive. Oh, was that in uh, Generation Kill? Mm-hmm. Racially insensitive uh, um, writer, insider, and now you've been obviously. I don't know that. I don't know that Scott Anderson is is at truly racially insensitive. I think actually this leads back to what we were just talking about. Scott Anderson knows exactly what he needs to sell story. Yeah, and as a journalist at the LA Times now, and so Scott Anderson, uh, he starts calling a victim by a racially insensitive name, knowing damn well that it will incite divide. And, uh, and I do that. Okay. Let me ask you something. Do you think that there was a time, where do you think Scott Anderson went to 
journalism school? Uh, Chicago. Okay. Do you think there was ever a time that he worked for a newspaper and he had, do you think he's always had this kind of, this is who he is? Or do you think there was a time? No, he came out bright, right? You know, wide yeah. eyed. He's yeah. like, I'm a news, I'm a newsman. Yeah. I'm a newspaper man. So you think that the death of newspapers, the slow death of newspapers, which happened, by the way, based on when Scott got in is where the decline started. Do you think at some point Scott had to make that switch where he had to flip and it was a heel turn where Scott said, you know what, I got to do what I got to do to survive? I think Scott probably one day went and grabbed a drink with a grisly old journalist uh, at a at a local watering hole. Chicago. And the guy said, look, this is a dying art. Sun-Times? You said Sun-Times? He was at the Sun-Times. Okay. Sun-Times. And uh, this is a dying art. And if you are going to get ahead, you better figure out a way to, uh, to you know, to write some, some pretty provocative stuff. And I think that's probably where it all changed for Scott. And he started to do it. And he started to like it. Because Scott likes to, uh, he likes the attention. Why did he go to LA, yeah. do you think? He likes it. Well, did he follow work? I mean, yeah, if there's a better market than Chicago. So his, New York so his, LA. yeah. So maybe his work caught the attention of That's LA right. once he LA started time. to become a little more, uh, there was a little more fire in his writing. There you go. Okay. There you go. Look, and, and I mean, who wants to deal with Chicago winners? Scott Anderson doesn't have a lot of meat on his bones. So, no. you know, he's looking to get to LA, get to the sunshine. But how does he handle being a smoker, a smoker in LA though? That can't be easy oh, well, for Scott. No, but you know what? Being a smoker in LA is that's why he smoked. Cause you know, the cold Chicago yeah, winters. Sure. He kind of go outside, bundle up, fire up a, a heater. Yeah. But in LA, you're kind of he, he kind of took on that bad boy persona. You know, uh, that's, on that that yeah, you know, that that noir kind of old newspaper man persona. But with the new edge. But with a new ad. And now he's just flipped. This is who he is. He doesn't even remember the old Scott. Who? No way. No. All right, you're welcome for me no, building the backstory for you. I was going to say, we should get you in touch with Michael Conley. Have you him know? call me. Uh, I do this for, I can lie professionally. Um, put, put I don't lie. I can create, absolutely. I would yeah. 100% do it through Zoom or whatever. I can uh, create all backstories for all these guys. Now. Oh, they are? Yeah. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, yeah, I would so want to be in to. the room where we're leaning back in chairs, like crumpling yeah. up paper and throwing it in a trash can, right. shit like Breaking that, story. which I assume. Like, I don't have yeah. to write, though, right? I could just, no, could I just give write. ideas? You could be an idea, man, which is great. But then eventually when it comes to writing your episode, you're going to have to be able to put pen. Wait, wait, wait. Do they have anything like a consulting? Do they do consultants where I can come in and do pitches like I can pitch concepts or I can give what sure. I just did for you, but I don't mm -hmm. have to write. Sure. Does sure. that exist? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What's that called? Um, I, you know, I don't, maybe a, a producer. Uh, well, a you'd producer? be an associate. Yeah. Probably an associate producer. And you, you, you know, I don't know that you'd necessarily be in the room all the time. So you wouldn't be a writer uh, because you wouldn't be that. writing things. However, you definitely go in there and, uh, and pitch some ideas. I mean, I, as an actor can go into a writer's room. And, and pitch well, them. I want to be able to go into the writer's room. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to It's just write. a big room with a big table with a bunch of dudes and ladies around it eating snacks with about 15 MacBook Pros opened up. That's all it is? And then one wall is just covered in post-it notes of different colors while they break story. That's what it is? Yeah. And then maybe I another wall has like visuals, like pictures of like what you know, Scott Anderson apartment looks like, or what, uh, you know, Irving's office looks like. I would do. I'd be great at the post-it thing. Um, yeah. I could definitely write ideas on a post-it, stick it on a wall. Yeah. I have no doubt. Ask them, no see what they, see what they I'll, say. I'll see, I'll see what they say. I'll see what they say. Just um, for one episode. By the way, have you been, um, watching any sports? Yeah, I've watched a lot of sports because I have a sports yeah. talk show. Well, I don't. I know Astros that. not so good. Yeah, yeah you Astros know what? Football. Just I, I, brutal right now. I know. I love that the Big Ten's coming way, back. I'm so that the Big the Ten's NFL. coming back. I think they've done a good job with the NFL. I like the crowd noise. I think they've done a really good job. Zero positive tests. It just goes to show you if you yeah. if you te if you test and if you get your shit together, 
you can make this work. You absolutely yeah. can. And you guys in the acting world are going to find that out because yeah. no one wants to be the one who shuts down a whole set. So I think people are going to handle their I, business. I went and got my nose swab yesterday or two days ago. I've got another one tomorrow before I head to sit next week. Um, yeah, it's it's very. And then you just take care of yourself. Quarantine, but the NFL, the NFL was amazing um, this last. They had some unbelievable games this last uh, this last week. We. We're sad here in Houston because it's more of the same after ass kickings by Kansas Houston, City and Baltimore. Yeah, it is really a joke, and we'll see what happens in Kansas it's City. Gonna a, it's going to be a terrible next week, too. Yeah, it probably is. But um, I, I'm, I'm glad SEC is getting started back up. The Big Ten said we're going to play when they should have never shut it down in the first place. It's too fluid. They should have just right. waited it out. So college football kind of officially starts this but weekend. Yeah, there's none of those. I mean, you look at like, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't grasped, maybe because there haven't been any good matchups yet in college football. Right. Like, you know, uh, there's been just some kind of weak matchups. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the Texas LSU. It's those kind of games that I was looking forward to. Those obviously aren't there. Once the SEC gets going, there'll be some good SEC matchups. You know, when Texas plays Oklahoma, that'll be a good matchup in the big 10, obviously, you know, there's three or four formidable teams, but I'm never watching a Clemson game this year. I don't give a shit. Why play in the ACC because Uh, there's nobody good in the ACC. Clemson, Miami. I'll watch with, I'll watch Clemson, Miami. I will. If, if there's not, if, if uh, Georgia, you know, LSU isn't on that weekend. Uh, Right. Right. So it just kind of, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, so college, whereas the NFL, I think they've done a great job. I think the, um, I love the, I think that they've done great with like the sound, uh, and all the sound like mixing it. they've done. I think I that's like been it. really cool. Um, I do find it very funny with both the NFL and NBA. You'll, you'll be listening to the telecast and all of a sudden you'll hear, obviously we're all on like a seven minute or seven second delay. Well, you'll hear the, the, the sound just drop out because somebody on the court was like, fuck you motherfucker. And then you just come <laughs> back, you know, so it happens a dude. lot in basketball. And there's some people, because it's so quiet in there, uh, but there's some dude there with not knobs just having to hit the dump button. So I didn't know, I was watching New England and Seattle, and it was so fucking loud because they were simulating the 12th man um, in Seattle, but, which they are loud in real life. But I didn't they know are, if it was- They are, they're not allowed to go past 70 decibels. Okay, but so was a, it, is it pumping in the stadium? Thing. Is it in yes. the stadium? or just, Okay, so yes. it is in the stadium and not just in our ears on TV. No, no, no. I, I'm, uh, I'm of, I, now I should, I shouldn't say this with full confidence, but I'm almost sure. And I thought of that. And the reason I feel like it's in the stadium as well is because I saw the coaches, uh, and players, they're yelling. So it almost seemed like it was in the stadium. And by the way, as a player, I would think you'd want it in the stadium, um, to make it feel a little bit more accurate. As a viewer, it feels. They don't play it when, so like in Seattle, when Seattle was on offense, it was down. And then when New England was offense, they pumped it up to 70 decibels. And they even made mention that usually the 12th man's at about 120 decibels, but there's a limit to what they're allowed to do for the season at 70. I'll be so honest. So I guess that's what they're doing uh, at all the stadiums. So in college, you've seen a lot more fans in the stands at colleges and certain stadiums you see. I mean, it feels like there's bunches of people in certain groups um, which, you know, whatever, I guess do you do you. But colleges are going to have some fans in the stands. We've, we've already seen that. For sure. I do, I do feel like the noise, and the Texans are going to start having fans in October, but the noise <laughs> well, pumped in, the, the, no, the noise pumped in has really helped um, my enjoyment. I wasn't sure how it would be, but it feels it just feels more normal to me. So I heard and the football is uh, the football. Right. Yeah. I heard, I heard and maybe it was like, I don't watch soccer. I know you do, but is it Premier League that you're actually allowed to choose whether or not you go crowd noise or no crowd noise? Your channel, there's two different channels, at least last year on, on NBC, they had two different channels. They had one where you could listen to uh, the noise. You could do it with the noise or you could do it quiet. And I would always choose crowd noise. Right. Yeah. It just seems, it's odd watching them play with no noise. Um, but I, I will say even after a couple short weeks, I'm really impressed with the, the NFL's done it. I basketball obviously was really successful 
Um, you know, a couple more wins for my Lakers, and then it'll be just cap off a great season. But um, yeah, they they've done a. I think they both those leagues have done a really good job. Baseball struggled, but it looks like they're going to make it through. Um, but they obviously had the they struggled the most, which is interesting. I you know baseball players have less roster positions than football. Um, they're they're both leagues are traveling maybe because of the amount of travel in baseball. Uh, it was harder for them, or maybe just baseball players in general are less careful. I don't know. Well, I, I would say this. I think baseball was the catalyst. Once baseball had their issues, one of two things happened. It opened up the eyes of people in the NFL, for example. I'm not going to say basketball because they were in a bubble. But it opened up the people around the NFL, players and management. Hey, this is serious. Look how fast it ran through the Miami Marlins. Look how fast it ran through um, like the Cardinals. It can happen very, very quickly, and it can have an impact on more than one team. So I think going out and partying, watch, seeing what the Indians did with with um, Clevenger and Plesak, they were extremely aggressive with both of those players who snuck out basically and and just went out on the town or whatever they did. Padre said, we'll take Clevenger. We're yeah, going exactly. to therapy parties. We're exactly. just trying to win a World Series. But I thought that was like, wow, man, that was an aggressive move to end up dealing him. But you yeah. think about it, Eric, I think that what baseball did to, A, go through those issues, I think it helped to spotlight how quickly things can go sideways for the NFL. And then number two – I think it also showed everybody you can have these issues and get through it. You, they mm-hmm. still, they didn't shut down. Remember when it was, oh, is this the end for baseball? And we thought maybe baseball was going to shut down. When they pushed through and kept going, to me, that was basically telling college football. In hindsight, we can see that college football has dealt with this and they keep going because they saw baseball able to go through it and keep going. And so, you know, college football now has had outbreaks at certain universities, damn near all of them. And they've still been able to, you know, move forward and play football. So I think baseball was important to shine a light on. This could be a big problem if you don't listen to the protocol. And then number two, if it does happen, it's not the end of your sport. Yeah, I'm uh, listen as a sports fan. Uh, and I certainly you as a sports broadcaster, radio guy, you uh, you need it in your life. I want it in my life. I enjoy it in my life. And so I'm happy it's I'm happy it's here and uh, it's it's I know it's brought us some some joy in our house because we like to watch we like to watch the Lakers and we like to watch uh, you know football and everything else in between. So um, yeah, it's been good, man. I've been I've been pumped. You got your rain jacket on. What's going on out there? Is it oh you uh, know just a little rain? Yeah, we got a little uh, what's called a tropical storm and massive flooding in Houston. Very well. Uh oh. Like flooding, like Solus's house. You got your, you got your fat ass no. on the rain out there. What's no. up, dude? <laughs> no, no, just the roadways, not, the, not the actual, not the actual shower. I cannot wait for Hurricane Lance one day to come through there. That's going to be the best. It's going to be a, it's going to be a Category Five when, when Hurricane Lance hits Houston. What uh, letter are they on right be now? B, better, better, better. B E T A. Just on your phone when I was talking. It's unbelievable. You can't even put this it is my last look at me. Looked at my phone. No, look I at me. Look at, at an hour and two minutes, and you're on your phone. No, look, look. I this is my that. last tweet. A bunch of bright. No, this is my last tweet. I'm sending out. So you were just on once Twitter. this podcast over, I'm shutting it down. Yeah, this you asshole. Was, while we were talking, this asshole's like, I don't even follow you. Why are you in on this? Like, you're in on my conversation, dipshit. Scroll See? up. You jumped there in. There you go. See how this is? It's probably a bot. It's a bot named Correa's toe. You are falling into the trap. And watch this. Boom. Watch this. Boom. Delete. Delete. Exit, 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 exit. No social media until the next time we do a podcast. Oh, yeah. I might post a photo. But, yeah, for you, I think that's a good idea. No, you can't do it. We we both made the promise. Okay, we made a pledge. What if it's my manager has access to my Instagram? Because most of the time I have them do it just for publicity reasons. If okay, I that's fine. It, is that all right? Okay. So yeah, I'll but just, what's her what's his or her initials? Uh MT. Okay. They when yeah. they post, it has to be they dash to MT. MT. You got it. And if I see that, I'll be cool. If it doesn't okay. have that, I'm gonna say, so, okay, Eric. Yeah, Brooke. they will. Yeah, no, they will. I won't break it. I promise. All right. Um, dude, good luck on. out there. It is 70 degrees and blue skies out here. I'm feeling good. Uh, 
have uh, relocated down to San Diego for the time being. And I am just, uh, I'm in a good place, man. And I am happy to get this conversation back going again. I'm really I'm looking forward to uh, jumping back in. The social dilemma, though, it is important to see it. If you haven't Go seen it, it, you need to see it 100%. And it. I would also recommend have your kids watch it, too. Give them a fighting chance. Yeah, for have sure. Your if your parents, kids are over like seven or eight. And parents, I think it's really cool. Have your I'm parents and parents grandparents watch it. Watch it. I think that's really important. Yeah. Uh, 100%. My, grandma, my grandma's 98. She's not fucking with the phone. She's all right. She doesn't need to watch it. <laughs> Meemaw, <laughs> what did you just tweet? You're just going viral, Meemaw. Oh, man. If Grandma was on Twitter, I'd pop on. That's about the only person that could get me to pop on Twitter. Because she's the best. Um, All right, dude. I will will see you next week. Until next week. Late. Okay. Thanks, as always, to our friends of the program, Tony Moles over at the Anthem Agency, taking care of our graphic design needs. Uh, reach out to Tony if you need uh, some graphic design work for your company, maybe a new logo, some uh, some great pieces of asset for, I didn't say pieces of ass, I said pieces of asset for your uh, social media needs. You can check them out at Anthem Agency, A-N-T-H-M Agency uh, on socials, Instagram, uh, as well as online, anthemagency.com. Blackland Distillery out of Fort Worth, Blackland Distillery, FW taking care of our uh, liquor needs, uh, not lick her needs, liquor needs. Cut your head out of the gutter, people. And um, our music's by Josh Cook. Here lies foe. See you next week.